Well, good evening. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Would you stand tonight? We want to welcome you if you're in the building, if you're watching us online, if you're worshiping with us there. Come on, let's lift our voices to the Lord. And joy to the world, the Lord is come. Thank you, Jesus. Do you feel the joy in the house, brothers and sisters? Then can we give the Lord a little bit more praise? He's worthy of our praise. Amen. Especially this last week of the year. God has blessed us in so many ways. He's brought us through so much. Like the psalmist said, if it had not been for the Lord who was 
on our side, where would we be? We've got so much to rejoice about. And I just want to say unto the Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. And you know, brothers and sisters, some 2,000 years ago, the angels came unto this earth and they told us the greatest reason we had to be joyful. Let me read to you from Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy. Can we say that together? A great joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace amongst men with whom he is pleased. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Let us go before the Lord, brothers and sisters, in prayer, and just thank him for watching over us throughout this year, for the joy he's brought unto us, even in the midst sometimes of hardship and sorrow. He always brings his joy with his presence. Almighty God, dear heavenly, wonderful Father, Lord, we come to you this last week of the year, dear God, and we're just thanking you, Lord, for the multitude of blessings you have just rained down upon us. Lord, if we would just stop for a minute and think about all the wonderful blessings you have bestowed upon us, how you have showered us with your favor, dear God. Lord, we could not spend enough time thanking you for being so good to us. We love you, dear Father. And above all, we love you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. This next week, Lord, we'll be celebrating his wonderful first advent, the birth of our Christ. We just want to say again, Lord, we love you. Welcome, Christ Jesus. Thank you for loving us and all that you've done. Lord, we ask that you bless each and every person who is here today, those who are not able to make it, but are here in spirit, dear God. You know who they are, Lord. You know we love you. We exalt thee, Jesus. We ask that you continue to watch over us, to keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Lord, let no weapon formed against your people prosper. And may every tongue that rise up against us in judgment, may it be condemned according to your word. For you said that is the heritage of your saints, your servants. For our righteousness is of you, dear God. We are thankful, Lord, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thanks to Jesus Christ. Lord, bless the rest of our service. Bless Pastor Roger as he in the praise group as they continue, dear God. Lord, just bless everybody here. We love you. That's why we're here, dear God, because we know you loved us first. We humbly ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless.
Good evening, everyone. We're so glad that you're here this evening. Welcome, Rebecca. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. <laughs> and Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, double Eve, because it's not Christmas Eve yet. That's something my sister sent me this morning, and I thought it was very weird. But Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, everyone, and welcome to our service. Thank you for joining us today. Um, if you are new here and you're online, again, also welcome. So first, for those of you in the sanctuary, if you're new here, once you leave the sanctuary and exit the door and go to the left, you will see the Welcome Center, where you will receive a free gift and be greeted by someone from our pastoral staff, and also just get a chance to talk to anyone during the congregation. And for those of you online, you can either click the New Here button at the top or the bubble that popped up in the chat. And, oh, I'm not forgetting anything, Connect Cards. So whether you're sitting at the chair or at your table, you can fill out the Connect Card. You don't have one? I today? didn't bring one. Oh, that's okay. Right well, here. you'll see it. It's right right your You just write your, name, <laughs> write your name down and any prayer requests that you have because we're always praying for you. And again, for those of you online, you can either click the Connect Card button or, yeah, Connect Here button at the top. My words are fumbling. Or the button that popped up on in the chat. So okay. I think that's it. Sleep will come. Huh? <laughs> sleep will come. <laughs> sleep, sleep will come. Uh, thank you very much. And we, a couple uh, things we want to make you aware of tonight. One is I announced it on Sunday this past weekend that we are, Christ the Cornerstone Church is organizing a trip to England that will focus on some of the heritage of John Wesley. And uh, that won't be until next, uh, next uh, September. But here's a good opportunity for us to gather together and to go have some fun together. And uh, if you're interested in this kind of a trip, uh, I think it would be a great time. So uh, Merry Christmas. No, no, no. I'm not paying, not paying for everybody to go. <laughs> but let's go next September. So anyway, think about it. There are brochures for that in the uh, Welcome Center. And also you can get information online about that. Did we have another uh, slide announcement that we were going to do? I can't remember. Yes, this one. So, so just our service schedule for this coming weekend. Of course, we've got uh, Christmas Eve services. And then Saturday night, the 26th, uh, 26th, normally we have worship on Saturday night. But because it's Christmas Day, we're not going to have worship here. Uh, but on Sunday morning, the 26th, we will have a 9 o'clock service. And then next weekend... Uh, December 31st at 7 p.m. There is a watch night service uh, being planned here at 7 o'clock, and you're invited to come to that. And then again, on Sunday, January 2nd, we'll have just one service here at the Bear Campus at 9 a.m. So just remember that um, during the holiday weekends, uh, our, our schedule changes a little bit on Sundays. If you're used to coming to the 11 o'clock service, you're going to be late, and I'll probably be gone. But uh, if you catch me in the driveway... On the way out, I will gladly give you a blessing and a prayer uh, before we go home, back to bed after spending all night on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Anyway, so something we wanted to do tonight, kind of the theme for tonight is humility. And part of humility is when we play games and when we do things, we win or we lose. And in those interactions, we always have to have some humility. So we've got a silly little game that I want us to play together. You're going to see on the screen some jumbled up words. It's called Scramble Christmas Songs. You can join the game. You can play from here. Or you can play out there. So you have to unscramble the letters to figure out this 
Christmas song. So play at home, play online, <laughs> play with your family. So see who's going to see who's going to get the first song out of this. All right, let's go to the first song. What song is that? Y'all got White Christmas. Excellent. All right, next one. There you go. You got it. Jingle Bell Rock. All right, how about this one? Y'all are awesome. Next one. Run, run, Rudolph. Excellent. And Lube Mistrich. Blue Christmas. Next. Got it. <laughs> and Winter Wonderland. Excellent. Very nice job. Guess I like to whistle. They know that in the office. Sleigh ride. And let's see, we're getting close to the end. Oh, holy night. Ah. Little drummer boy. Excellent. And the tiebreaker, if any of you are keeping track. Nice. Nice job, Rebecca. <laughs> the nutcracker. All right, I don't know if you are keeping score. We're going to have another game. We're going to have another game later in the service during my message. So get your game heads on, and uh, we're going we're gonna to play that together. And there is a prize for one of the games. So, so pay attention. So, talking about humility, I don't know if you didn't get any of those right. You had an opportunity to practice your humility. If you got them all right and you were bragging, you might need to practice some humility. <laughs> But we're talking about that this this evening. So let's we're just going to have fun. We're going to continue to sing. But before we get back to singing some of our Christmas carols, just want to remind you that this is a great time for us to practice our generosity with others. And that's one of the things that we at Christ the Cornerstone constantly teach because Jesus taught us to be generous with whatever we have. So you've got an offering envelope uh, on your chair or on the table. And if you have an offering you want to share uh, with others, uh, you can place it in one of the baskets as you leave. If you're online, we certainly encourage you to give. At Christmas time, it's a beautiful time to help others. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading about uh, church and finances, and we're in a different world now. And uh, one of the things that, that I've been reading about is that people need to know where their money is going. And the honest thing is, I also think that especially in churches, you need to know honestly where your money goes. And, uh, and, and we look at organizations and charitable organizations and we look at them and we think, well, they're given 80 percent, you know, what percentage is overhead? And I know that you have to, you, you know that in a church we do have a lot of overhead because we've got a wonderful staff here. But remember that, that providing for our staff leads, the, they are the people who lead us in ministries that make a huge impact in our families, in our communities, and wherever we are. So just keep that in mind uh, as you, you give and you give generously, that you really are making a difference in the spiritual lives. And not only is it a, a change in the, the community around us, it's, a, it's, a, it's an eternal change uh, for, for all of us in giving. So let's be generous 
And uh, you can give online. You can give here uh, as you want to give. Um, let's pray. And, and let's, uh, then we'll begin uh, again singing some of these favorite songs that we sing. I invite you to stand with me as we, as we pray and as we sing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the fun that we can have together. Thank you for an opportunity to celebrate who you are at Christmas time. It's an exciting time, and uh, we're, just, we're just happy, God, to be able to be here and to be together and to worship you wherever we are, whatever we're doing. We ask your Holy Spirit to come and be present, that even as we sing these songs and we hear the message, God, that you would speak to us a, a life-changing message. Remind us, because we need to hear it over and over again how you want us to live our lives. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Rebecca. For hundreds of years, people waited for a Messiah. The prophets foretold him over and over and over again. One of those verses you saw in the opening video, a portion of it from Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has has dawned. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. But for hundreds and hundreds of years, the cry of their heart was, O come, Emmanuel, we need you. Let's sing this together. And O come, O come,
You may be seated. If you want to turn with me to Luke chapter 2, let's read that scripture that brings us together tonight. Reading Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Now, this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, Time came for her baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory shone round, uh, surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize Him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things treasured in her heart. She thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it was just as the angels had told them. We pray God adds His blessing to the reading and the hearing of His Holy Word. Would you stand again with us and let's proclaim Christ is born. Oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. Let's lift our voices and sing it together. And oh, come all ye
Lord, you are the one who was and is and is to come. We come to worship you tonight. We come to worship you tonight. Lord, at this time of year, we set aside so many things to focus on your birth. And your birth was important because it led to your life and your death and your resurrection. That's why we have eternal life today. So, Lord, tonight, as Pastor Roger brings the message to us, God, we pray that our hearts would be open, that you would speak to us, and that we would hear and respond. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. As we have been... uh preparing for this evening, and we've been looking at the theme, uh, the, the title, Christmas with Friends. We've been looking at the, um, the characters around this Christmas story and have been looking at how they've lived their lives and what can we learn from them as, as we um, get ready for Christmas, actually, and we're, we're working together. So we looked at all kinds of aspects of of the, these characters, and so tonight we get to this, uh, the, the title, as uh, episodes of the television show Friends go something like The One Where. So tonight we're talking about the one where Jesus is born, and uh, that's a great thing to, to look at. And as I mentioned earlier, we're looking at humility. And that's one thing that friends have to have when we're working together. We have to have humility in all of our relationships, whether we're friends or not. But we're going to look at, the, look at Jesus to see how he handled humility. And to do that, I want us to look at uh, Philippians chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles or you want to follow along, Philippians chapter 2. You might not think that this is a real Christmassy kind of scripture, but you know what? If it's about Christ, it's about Christmas. (laughs) And so we're uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Did you realize that this section, what we're going to read, what we're going to see here is an ancient hymn. It's an ancient poem. It's probably one of the very first things that the Christians, as as they began to organize themselves and to teach one another to follow Christ, this is probably one of the earliest statements that they had of a profession of their faith. This is what we believe kind of statement. You know, we have our Apostles' Creed now. We have the Nicene Creed, all kinds of different creeds that we say in different denominations and different churches, all explaining and and announcing this is what we believe. But what we're going to read here is thousands of years old. And for all those thousands of years, Christians have gathered together and they have declared these Words about Jesus. That's an awesome thought. We didn't create these ideas about Jesus. There have been people that have come long before us that have believed these things, believed the truth of Jesus. So let's look at, uh, starting with verse 5, in which it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Well, what attitude is that? Though he was God, 
he did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and he was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and he died a criminal's death on the cross. These are powerful statements about who this person, Jesus, is. This is this child that we celebrate tonight. This is what he came to do and he came to be. Verse 9 says, Therefore, because he humbled himself... God elevated him to the place of highest honor. Highest honor. And he gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus, the Christ, is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. That's a powerful, powerful statement. You can say that and, and believe that and seek to live that. Uh, you're a Christian. You're following what Christ taught us to do. Christmas is this amazing and greatest show of humility of God. The word humility is connected with the word humble and the word human. <laughs> they all, you can hear, H-U-M, hum. There's something hums about that. And humiliation. All these words are connected together in our English language. And the word humus which is an old and archaic word that means dirt. <laughs> and this is exactly what Jesus is doing. He's coming down to the dirt. Jesus comes down to our level. Jesus comes down to our lives. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas. That God, who is divine, Jesus let go of His divine claim and he claimed instead the dirt. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a powerful thing of, of humility. Have you ever been in a position where you had to let go of something very powerful? Jesus did that. Have you ever been, in a, have you ever been connected with a person of great power or great influence? And all of a sudden you were cut off from that person? Jesus chose to be cut off from His heavenly Father in order to take the life that you and I live. It's, it's a humiliating experience that Jesus went through. It's a human experience that Jesus went through. It's a humbling experience that we went through. Humility and being humiliated is a universal and, I believe, a required human experience. We all must be humiliated. Oh. 
You came to get a word that lifted you up, didn't you? All right, we'll look for it in here someplace. I don't know. We all experience humiliation. And the best way to deal with humiliation is to remember that every one of us is human. And I think that's what humiliation does for us. It reminds me that I'm no better than you. And you're no better than me. We're all human. And that Jesus came for all of us. I got a text this week. Somebody had responded to the text message that I sent out a couple days ago. Um, And I don't remember what Scripture... Oh yeah, I do. It was Philippians also. And it says, For God has begun a good work in you, and God will not stop it. And if you get the text messages from me, I personalized it. So if I have your name and your your phone number connected correctly, (laughs) your name showed up in the text. And it says, I'm so, I don't know, something like, I'm so pleased. And so, so when I received that text message, it says, I, I rejoice in Roger because what God has begun in you, God will follow through to complete. So I got, I got several responses from that text. One of them was, I needed to hear that message. Thank you so much for personalizing it and putting my name in the Scripture. But, a, but another response that I got said simply this. I feel that I have disappointed God. That person was expressing their humbleness. It was a, it was a confession. And we had some text conversation after that about their experience and what they're going through. That person was humbled by hearing the Word of God and hearing that God does love that person still. But there's a conflict in what the Bible says about how God looks at us and how I'm experiencing and thinking about God. It was a humbling experience. I told you we were going to play another game. So let's lighten the mood a little bit and play, and play a little game called Christmas Pop-Up. Now, we're going to play three games. These are, these are three games. They're going to go fairly quickly. And so what you have to do, I'll explain it to you. Here are the, here are the, 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 the do, is there another instruction slide? Okay. Ignore these instructions and listen to me very carefully. So to play this game, there's going to, we're going to play a little video. And you're going to watch that video. And then after the video, there are going to be some questions about the video. And you've got to answer those questions. So get a pen and paper ready and jot down your answers. Because the, there's, there's only, the, the, the video is only 30 seconds long and we're only going to watch it once. So you'll watch it up on the big screen. And then we've got five questions afterwards. And if you get all five questions right, you're amazing. We're going to do three games. The first one is practice. The second one is for a prize. And the prize is an Amazon gift certificate for $50. All right. And the way you win the prize, because when we're all done, we're all going to know the answers. So the way you win the prize is you have to text a message. And you've got to write down this phone number. Ready? This text number. 888. Mom, Dad, write it down quick. 888-344-1022. Now that's a text message that comes to me. So jot down your answers for these. 
And like I said, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give the answers. So really, this is kind of a, a, a silly thing because everybody's going to know the answers at the end. But So then you text the answers to me, to, to that number. Oh, here we are. Great. So here's the phone number. Send your answers to 888-344-1022. Phew. I'm really glad I got that number right. I was, I was doing it from memory. The seventh person to send all correct answers wins a $50 gift certificate to Amazon. Now, <laughs> we'll, see how, we'll see how this goes. All right. Remember, this is about humility, so some of us are going to get some of these wrong. There are always winners and losers, but it's all about humility. All right, let's watch the, let's watch the first video. It's going to go fast. Now we got five questions. So this is practice. Remember, this is the practice one. So question number one, which item made the first appearance? A snowman, a sled, a present, or a pink sign? Write down your answer. All right, let's see the answer. Snowman, who got it right? We got it. Somebody got it right. I saw somewhere. All right, next question. How many Christmas stockings were shown in the video? <laughs> I heard Pastor Vaughn say, zero, two, three, or four. The answer is two. All righty. Next question. Which of these options was, actual, was the actual tree topper? The angel, the hat, Rudolph, or the star? Did you see how they spelled Rudolph? I don't know. I don't know what kind of spelling that is, but anyway. German, Rudolph. Rudolph. All right. The answer is... A star. Woohoo, yay, Jane got one. <laughs> All right, what shades of color were shown on the mountains? Purples, blues, yellows, or greens? All right, the answer? Blues. All right. Uh, is there another question? All right, what color was not, tricky, what color was not represented with the balloons that appeared at the end of the video? Tough one. Red, blue, yellow, or green? The answer? Yellow. I know, I'm not giving you any time. But those were the answers. So, remember I said the next one, this is for the prize. So, make sure you jot down the answers when we get to the answers. <laughs> and then text those answers. You're getting it? You're getting it. All right. Sienna's, she's into this. She's going to get this. You're in good competition because I've talked with some other people. They're, they're determined they're going to be the seventh person to send in that answer. Okay, so again, we watch the video closely. Memorize as many things as possible. Answer the questions correctly. Send your answers to 888-344-1022. Seventh person is. You ready for the video? This is for the game. This is for the win. Okay, watch the video very carefully. Go.
That was fast. Okay, first question. True or false? All three pop-up houses had chimney on top. True or false? The answer? True. Did you catch that? (laughs) So write down true. Number one is true. Okay, next question. How many trees popped up on the card's surface? Three, five, seven, or ten? And the answer? Five. Anybody get that right? <laughs> All right, write down five because you need that. What color were the mittens that held the card at the beginning? Blue, white, purple, or red? Hey, nice. Good job. <laughs> they were red. Next question. Which house had a polka dotted front door? All right. The answer was the red house. I don't know, that's hard to see. The polka dots that are... I, I didn't get that one. All right, I think one more question. What kind of hat was the snowman wearing? Was it a top hat, baseball cap, fishing hat, fishing hat, or Santa hat? Do you remember? Uh, and the answer is a fishing hat. What kind of a snowman wears a fishing hat? That's not a snowman's hat. <laughs> All right, that's the last one. Okay, so those are the answers that just, just jot them down sometime, either during the rest of the service or later tonight, whatever. I'm not going to look at the answers until, until tomorrow, so you won't know if you, you win. But uh, you text, text the answers to the number, and, and I will uh, see who the seventh person is, uh, and you'll win a, you'll win a prize. I'll call you on Christmas Day. <laughs> All right, we got one more game. This is just for fun because this one is wicked hard. And I, and I said, oh, I can't, I can't make this one for a prize because nobody will win the prize. But uh, all right, so one more, one more game. This is for the expert memorizers. Okay, let's watch the video. It's going to go fast. For the questions, did you see the algebra problem on that thing? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> how many rotations did the house make throughout the entire video? Who can get these right? Three and a half, five, six and a half, or seven? Six and a half. And the answer is three and a half. All right. Next question. Which of the following reindeer names appeared on a sign? Comet? Donner, Blitzen, or Vixen? <laughs> and the answer is Blitzen. Anybody get that right? A good guess. <laughs> or did you see it? Next question. What color were the fireworks that exploded from the Christmas tree? Blue, purple, green, or red? What answer? What's the answer? Purple. Nice. All right. Next question. 
What was the answer to the math equation on the house? <laughs> 5, 7, 11, or 15? All right, the answer is 15. Well done, teacher, chemistry teacher. And this one, let's see if you can get this one right. How many house, how many windows were on the house? <laughs> 13, 21, 28, or 29? And the answer is 21. Y'all are losers. Work, work on your humility, will you? <laughs> so, Jesus, Jesus shows us what humility is. It's to, it's to leave what we count on, what we're strong in, to let it go and to take up something else in a lower position. Uh, one more humiliating story about my, myself. So, a couple months ago, you know, we, we uh, Christ the Cornerstone helps a, a, a homeless ministry called Family Promise. And uh, some of us uh, at this time were providing meals to Family Promise. Maybe you did that. Well, one day I signed up, me and Carolyn, Pastor Bill and Debbie, and Lynn Poindexter to provide a meal to the families that were staying at the, the houses at Family Promise. And so we had, to, we had to make our meal for like three or four families. And so we, we planned to, like, uh, I was going to roast a, a, a big chunk of beef and make some gravy and some mashed potatoes and somebody else was doing some broccoli and I don't know what else the other... But we were all going to meet at Pastor Bill's house, gather the stuff together, and then we'd go together to Family Promise and deliver the meals to the family. So I was all excited and of course it's not unusual for me to get in a rush and get in a hurry. So I, I, I left the office early, I got the roast in the oven in time that I could, that, that I could make the gravy and get all, everything all set and I did that, but I was still rushed for time. And so I scooped everything up, got it in bags, threw it into the car, drove over to Bill and Debbie's house, which was only about seven minutes from my house. And I pulled in the driveway, I got out, I grabbed my bags of the hot food, and I went up to the porch, and the, door, the, the inside door was open, but the screen door was closed. And I said, okay, the door's already open, I'll just open it and walk in. So I grabbed my bags, and I walk in, and I take two or three steps into the house, and I look around, and if you know Pastor Bill and Debbie, you know what color their skin is, you know what they look like, and the people that I saw in the house that I stepped in were Hispanic. And I stood there, and my first thought was, Bill and Debbie have guests. I wonder who their guests are. I look forward to meeting their guests. And there were three or four children over here by the fireplace, and the children all looked up at me with these blank stares. And then I'm still looking at them, and I said, hello. And then Mom came down some stairs over here. And she turned and she looked at me and I said, hello. And finally it dawned on me, I'm in the wrong house. And I've got these big bags of food. <laughs> and, so, and so I said, I am so sorry to bother you. I'm at the wrong house. And so I backed out 
I went out the door, went back to the car, threw my bags back in the car. I backed out of their driveway. I drove 75 feet down the street, pulled into Bill and Debbie's driveway, house that looked exactly like the one that I had stopped at. And I went in and we laughed hysterically as we, as we gathered all the food together. And we finally went over and we, we, fed the, we got the food to the families. And on the way home, I stopped at the food lion and picked up the biggest chocolate cake that I could find, and I went back to the Hispanic family's home, and I opened the door. This time I knocked. And I said, Hi, I'm the crazy guy that burst into your home a couple hours ago. I am so sorry. Here, please enjoy this cake. (laughs) And I said, God bless you all. And they were very gracious as I was experiencing my humiliation. We learn to be humble by experiencing times like that. And there are times like that that I know they're extremely painful. But remember what I said earlier, that being humiliated kind of equalizes us all. It reminds us all that we're human. Let's look at some other... Uh, i got a couple other scriptures to, to talk about this. We remember the story of creation in which God scooped up some red, what? Dirt. God reached down in the story. In in Genesis, God says He shaped some dirt into a body. And then what did God do? He breathed into it. And it became alive by the breath of God and the work of God. Of God. It says, did you know that the word Adam, we say Adam, but in the Hebrew that word is actually pronounced Adam. And it sounds like the Hebrew word that means red dirt. So God scooped up the red dirt, breathed life into it, and called it Adam. Red dirt. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? Makes you think. So to be human means to come from the dirt. And and when people die and we bury people, we often say earth to earth, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, it says, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, Because out of it you were taken, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That's humiliating, isn't it? (laughs) Remember these words that I said earlier, all that come from the same root word that that actually gets, gets us back to the dirt? Humble, human, humiliate, humus. We're we're dirt. But we're people. But we're all the same. And I think that's a wonderful thing. This is what Jesus did at Christmas. He humbled Himself. He became human and He experienced the humiliation of death on the cross. Why? So that you and I, who are human, could receive the forgiveness of our selfish pride which is the opposite of humility. 
and so that we can receive new life through our simple faith in Jesus Christ. He's the one that gives us this humility. He's the one, and through it, He gives us new life. Listen to this scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 47 through 57. Kind of a long passage. We'll have it on the screen. And in it, Paul, the Apostle Paul, writes, The first man was made from earth a man of dust. Earth, dust, Adam. He's talking about Adam. The second man is from heaven. He's talking about Jesus. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust, you and me, as is the man of heaven. So he became dust. So are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. God is going to transform us. And this is, if that was not confusing, Paul is going to kind of explain it. He says, what I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. For in a moment, in a twinkling of the eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. For this, this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this, immor- this mortal body must put on immortality. And when this perishable body puts on imperishability and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? And the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ. Jesus left His privileged position of divinity in heaven. He descended into humanity, becoming dirt, becoming flesh like our flesh, even being born in a humiliating stable. And He lived His life in the dirt just as you and I dig (laughs) into the dirt for a living, whether we physically dig into it or by the sweat of our brow we earn a living. We endure sweat. And so we suffer through this life because that's our human task. And Jesus did too. And He died, but He rose from the grave so that you and I can live freely, fully, joyfully, abundantly, and forever with God who made us and loves us. This is the gift we celebrate at Christmas. Take time to think about that. Have you received it in your heart? As he said, this perishable body must put on imperishability that comes through our simple trust in Jesus Christ. Where are you in that process? Have you received that? Have you accepted it? Have you received it into your heart? Into your mind? Into your soul? You must. And so that's my invitation for us this Christmas Eve. 
Don't get depressed. Because from dust we came. And to dust we will return. Jesus gives us hope of everlasting life forever. Let's pray together as the team comes. and Then we'll grab our candles and sing that traditional song, Silent Night. But before we do that, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Jesus, little child in the manger that we celebrate tonight, I know I got ahead of the story and I'm really talking about Easter, but that's the point too. You chose to take on life. Lord, we ought to be thinking about our own lives and the difficulties that we face being human, being flesh, being dirt. doesn't mean that we're worthless. You wouldn't come to, to save somebody who's worthless. You came to save us because we are full of worth. Thank you. So we celebrate you this Christmas. Thank you for our children who are here tonight and the excitement that we see in them, the enthusiasm. Be with moms and dads and grandparents, aunts and uncles, friends, as we continue to celebrate by giving gifts to one another, by seeing the enthusiasm, by looking at the, the lights. Some of us wish for snow. Some of us are happy we don't have it. <laughs> All of it, God, is for celebrating who you are and that you have left your place of divinity in order to bring us back to you where you are. Help us commit ourselves fully to you in everything we do and find that new life that comes only from you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. Jesus humbled himself. And he asked us to do the same. Humility is a key aspect of living the Christian life. All of you have uh, candles at your seat or at your table. John chapter 1 talks about Jesus being the light of the world. In the opening video, you probably saw the phrase, the light had finally come. Back again to Isaiah chapter 9, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Of those living in the land of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. And so we close our service tonight by standing, we stand together with us and, and uh, sing together silent night, holy night. And let's remember that night that Jesus was born. Can we sing together? And silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin Oh, the infant's
we thank you for the light. The light that is in your son Jesus. Who came to be the light of the world. Humbled himself. Left his throne. His kingly position. Laid down his crown. In humility. To come and be born and to live and to die for us. And Lord, we are grateful for that tonight. God, we pray that as we spend time together with family around Christmas dinner tables over the next few days, that, Lord, you would draw us together in the bond of unity that comes from knowing you and comes from having that light inside of us. Help us to shine that light on other people. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. If you would turn off your candle and just leave it at your seat or on your table. Uh, we have two more services tomorrow night. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us here. Thank you for worshiping with us online. Have a Merry Christmas.